we're in a series entitled Face to Face. We, we looked at Paul. We're looking at different characters. We looked at Paul. We looked at Adam and Eve. And now we're going to look at Moses. Amen. Face to face. Exodus chapter 2. And I just want to read. We're going to deal with verses 1 to verse 9. But what I'm going to do is I am going to read verse 9 for you. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me. And I will give you wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. I want to talk about this morning face to face. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you will survive. I want to talk about survival today. What may seem like a messy life may in fact be the making of a masterpiece. You hear what I said? What may seem like a messy life may be the making of a masterpiece. What I found out about life is that we are all in this race to survive. Survivors, I believe, have the best stories. I wish I had somebody. When you look at your life, And even where you are now, you may not understand what God is doing, why things are happening the way they are to you. But if you hold on just a little bit longer, you'll understand that you are a survivor. Do I have anybody? How many of you here today have survived some stuff? Some of you have survived cancer. Come on, somebody. Some of you have survived bad relationships. Some of you have survived sickness and troubles and trials and divorce and all sorts of different things in life. But yet, you survived. I believe... In the community where we serve, I heard about a young girl, 27 years old, overdosed on drugs. She didn't survive. You see, there are those stories. And life is about survival. I don't know if you ever thought about that. You see, Satan is always trying to distort God's plan. He may not know our future, but he can get us to believe that our future, come on somebody, has been destroyed. He can, by the power of suggestion, by you and I hiding from God and not being in his presence as we should, He can cause you to feel insignificant. Anybody? 
What he can do is not destroy your future. But he can deter you from your destiny. Moses' story is about survival. It is a survival story. One that God is involved in. At first you may not see the details of Moses' life. But in order for you to understand how he survived, you have to start at the beginning. The children of Israel had been in captivity for a long time. The Bible is, is very clear that Moses was born at a time, amen, where it was very, very dangerous. Moses was born into adverse circumstances. It was a time of national crisis. National crisis. Death. A death degree had been issued to all Hebrew boys. I'm going to preach this on Father's Day. But I'm going to put a new spin to it. it. Every young boy. If you were born a male. You weren't supposed to survive. Oh boy. I'm, 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 I'm draping over there now. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The people of God who had been in bondage. Imagine this. They were in captivity. But they were becoming powerful. Exodus 1.12 says. But the more they afflicted them. So you can't stop God's people. Look at it. Look at it. Look, look at chapter 1 verse 12. I just want you to see it for yourself. He said, but the more they afflicted them, the more they what? Multiplied. You see what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say is with God's people, we don't die. We multiply. We like them baby kids. Small world. Small world. You know what I'm saying? We, we, don't, we don't die. We multiply. The more they, the more they afflicted them, the more they multiply, the more they spread out so that they were a dread. Watch this. So that they were in dread of the sons of Israel. So what did Pharaoh do? Pharaoh says, okay, here's the thing. These guys, I don't trust them. So look at the text. The text says in verse 19, he went to the midwives. Pharaoh went to the midwives. In verse 16, and he said, when you're helping a Hebrew woman to give birth and she and, and see upon the birth stool, it, if it is a son. And you shall put him to what? Death. Tell your neighbor you can survive. I know another person who was born about 2000 years ago. And on, upon his birth, there was a hit out on him. The same hit that Moses had on his life. Do you not know from the moment you're born, death wants to follow you? Do you not know that death wants to destroy you before you get to the cross? Before you come to salvation? Look at the news, y'all. 
Young kids driving cars, flipping over. Young kids getting killed. Young kids. The devil does not want these young kids to come to know the Lord. If he can destroy you as a youth. Some of you been there. He tried when you were young. You remember? You remember his, do you remember his strategy to destroy your life? Am I by myself this morning? Amen. Do you remember his strategy to destroy your life as a young person? Drugs. Come on, y'all. Alcohol, parties, all these other things that we thought were good for us was the very thing that we were, the devil was using to destroy us. But tell your neighbor, we survived. The midwives. But you got to look at verse 17. The midwives feared God. See when you fear God. And not man. Here's your story. Here's your story. Watch this. Go to verse 21 of chapter 1. Here's your story. Because the midwives feared God. Hey. Come on and help me somebody. You want a good life? You can't do this without God. You want a better life? You got to. Watch this. You and I have to fear God because guess what? We survivors. We are survivors. The text says that the midwives, watch this, because the midwives feared God, he established what? Households for them. Imagine that. Imagine that Moses is living his life, watch this, not knowing anything. Come on, somebody. I, I, I'm going to deal with this on a different on a different time, but, but I just want to say to somebody here today, let me just help you with something. You're looking at your parents. I'm talking about young people now. And, and, and you're tripping, but you don't understand what they had to go through or what they're going through or what they had to do to get you here. Do I have a witness? The text says in Exodus... Chapter 2, amen, and I'm getting to verse 1, y'all, just give me a minute. I'm getting to verse (laughs) 1. There was a man, now a man from the house of Levi. It's interesting, throughout the whole Moses story, you never hear about Moses' dad. Where are the men today? He, he's of the tribe of Levi. You know what that means? He's from a priestly line. Can I help you with something? You now in Christ are of that priestly line. And the devil is always trying and will always try to destroy your destiny. He'll always try to pull you back down. Are you with me? The conspiracy to destroy the men started a long time ago. If Satan can get the man of the house, he's got the house. He's got the house. If he can get to the men of the house, if he can destroy the men of the house, if he can deter the men of the house, listen, Satan wants to destroy the male. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna preach this on Father's Day, but watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He wants to destroy the male. The text says they had a son. She bore a son. And look what it says. The text says that he was beautiful. I ain't never heard a boy beautiful. But, but Moses must have looked real good as a young boy. As a baby. 
cute little baby. Got got goo goo and all that. Just couldn't take your eyes off him. But every mother will think that child. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> Let me move on from that one. And and the text says, look what she had to do. Look what she had to do. Look what she had to do for three months of raising her own child. Tell your neighbor, you will survive. Man, I had to repent. I complained for so many years about what my mother did to me. But I didn't understand what she was going through. Oh, I wish I had somebody up in here. You don't understand the decisions that a parent has to make. For three months, they had to hide their son. Because, watch this, from the midwife's table to their house, there's a possibility that Moses could have died. From when you were born in that hospital to where you are right now, how many times has the devil tried to destroy you? Come on and tell me something. How many times has he tried to destroy your destiny and deter you from your purpose? But watch this. You're sitting here today. Tell your neighbor, I survived. Oh, some of you have survived abuse. Some of you survived accidents. And some of you have survived some things that you never thought you would have gotten over. But thanks be to God today that when you come face to face with God, you can survive. I found out is when I gave my heart to Jesus. That's when I really started living, you know. I thought I was doing well before. But all I was doing was feeding my depravity. Oh, come on, help me. As a matter of fact, I was getting worse than better. The text goes on to say, And when she could not hide him no longer. My God, I just got three points. I just need to hit the background right quick. When she could hide him, you know, there's some things you won't be able to hide (laughs) any longer. No matter how much you try. Come on, somebody. The text says, what did she do? It didn't say her father did it. Where was Moses' dad? What's Moses' daddy's name? Where are the men in this story? Text says, what did she do, y'all? She got him a wicker basket. And in her ingenuity and wisdom. It's amazing when it comes down to a woman's child, how innovative she'll become. (laughs) How did she know To put pitch and tar on a basket knowing that it will float, not sink. 
Y'all got to catch where I'm going with this. Are you with me? And, and so the first thing I see here in your survival is this. His parents', is, his parents choice by God's grace. The choices that your parents have made or his parents made or just say your parents too. Watch this. It was only by God's grace. Can I tell you something? The moment you were born, God has a purpose for your life. You are significant. You are important. Listen, you may not have what the other person don't have, but you have something that God wants out of your life. It was his parents' choice by God's grace. She put the child into it. And look what the text says. She set it among the reeds. Watch this. By the bank of the Nile. The choice to save him is only by God's grace. Imagine this. He could have died, but only by God's grace he survived. I'm going to say it one more time. How many, how many mothers here, I'm fathers, uh, I, I, I just think about having to make that choice to let your child go. Not, do you know how long the Nile is? Endless miles. Do you know what's in the Nile? Dead bodies of other little Hebrew boys. Come on, somebody. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Do you not know that when we step out into this world, it is denial out there. But oh, God's grace is what keeps us going day by Tell your neighbor, I'm surviving. He didn't really know the tough choices his parents had to make. In the coming weeks, we're going to stay on Moses for a little bit. But watch this, watch this though, watch this though. The choice. I realize that some of my choices are only because of God's grace and God's wisdom and God's knowledge and God foreknowing everything that he has for my life. Sometimes I think it's me making the choice, but oh, it's God by way of the Holy Spirit allowing me to make the choice, y'all. Look at the text. Verse four. So she put him down to now. His sister, oh, we know he had a sister, stood at a distance to find out, we know her name, we know his brother's name is Aaron, right? What would happen to him? Imagine, imagine the emotion that this family is going through. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever had to make a tough choice? And I'm talking about a choice that your, your, your back is against the wall and there's only one choice to make. So what does his sister do? His sister, let me see what's going to happen. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, 5 through 8, 5 through 8 says, The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile. So hold on a minute. So the Nile was not just with dead bodies of Hebrew boys. But the Nile was a place where people go and bathe. You with me? 
Imagine mixing with that. Watch this. The world don't care nothing about us. As a matter of fact, they'll come where we are and desecrate what we do because they don't care about God. Denial. Denial that God turned into blood. Say now. <laughs> but watch the text. Text says that she was bathing and, and, made, and with her maiden and walking alongside the Nile and she saw the basket among the reeds Tell me God is not a good navigator. Tell me God. Listen, they say Elon Musk is the first, I mean, uh, Elon Musk is the first one that made the first car that self-driving. I beg to differ. God is the first one. (laughs) He sovereignly guided Moses, watch this. Let me bring it to your life right quick. You're surviving right now. God is navigating you. Watch this. The moment you get up in the morning, the moment you step out, God is just guiding you down this Nile of life so you can get to the place where he wants you. Some appointments you have are called divine appointments. Come on, somebody. Some places that God wants to take you are divine places. And I want to say to somebody here today, you got to understand that your life is significant and you have a purpose yet to fulfill. Are you with me? Watch the text. It's in the text. The text says, she saw it. She said to me, bring that thing here. Verse 6, and she opened it and she saw the child. And behold, the boy was crying and she had what? Pity on him. And said, this is one of the Hebrews' children now. Remember that choice by God's grace? Well, God's choice with God's grace links into my second point. And that is, Moses' his protection By God's providence. Now let me explain to you what the definition of providence is. It is the governance of God. By which he. With wisdom. Loves. Cares for. And directs all things. In the universe. Albert Einstein says. I believe there's a God. But I don't believe he's personal. And I beg to differ. He says God created the universe, but he has left it to its own. And I beg to differ. Because when I woke up this morning, I woke up when I went to bed last night, the sun went down. When I woke up this morning, the sun went up. Do I have anybody? I know that God is holding this world in his hands and he's holding my life in his hands. And it's only by his providence. The doctrine of divine providence asserts that God, you ready for this? Here's a simpler definition that God is in complete control of all things, not some things, but what? Tell your neighbor all things. You know why you survived? Because he's in control of all things. I know people who've been through accidents. I know people who've been through the hell and high waters. And yet, they survived. And they only survived because of God's grace. But God's providence. 
The text says that the, the sister said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? If that's not providence, I don't know what it is. Some people may want to call it luck. Chance. Amen. But it has nothing to do with that. The text says, Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go ahead. So the girl went. (laughs) Come on, y'all. This should be a shout moment right here. And called the child's mother. My goodness. My goodness. My goodness. Imagine being abandoned at three months. Left for dead. But yet God. God rescued him. And not only did he rescue him, but he used his sister. He used the daughter of Pharaoh. You see, here's what I'm trying to say to you. Pay attention to the people God puts in your life. They are there for a reason. I'll never forget when my mother left me in Trinidad. I'm going to go back there. In a little room about that big. And I was there 12 years old. Fitting for myself. Trying to figure out what am I going to do next? Then my grandmother died and my uncles put me out at 12 years old. I came home after the funeral. They didn't even let the body ashes simmer down before they put everybody out. My clothes was in a garbage bag with my black and white TV. I had nowhere to go. But God had one person, my aunt, who I love so dearly today. And she rescued me. I walked about 15 miles down the street to her house. And she took me in. You see, I understand about destruction and abandonment and all that kind of stuff in life. And when I started in life, I thought that what's the point of living when you got to live like this? But oh, God had a plan. And as I don't know about you, I don't know how many Niles you've been down. Anybody been down some Niles? I don't know how many rivers you've been pushed on. You got to understand that God will always in his providence send somebody to rescue you. Do I have a witness? The text is so clear and so awesome because it says then Pharaoh's daughter said, take, verse 9, her 
Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and what? Nurse him for me. And I will give you wages. So the woman took. (laughs) It should have said her child. And nursed him. You see, God had a purpose for Moses' life. And nothing would stand in the way of God's purpose. He survived. And I believe that you can survive. And if I were to say his protection by God's providence, but lastly I see his provision because of God's purpose. You see, I really thought it was over for me. Twelve years old trying to, how how can a twelve-year-old think straight? When all you knew was your mother. And now you have none. And you got, you're left to think and figure it out. My journey on that Nile had brought me to America. Where I met my Savior. Jesus Christ. You see, it's been a long road. And I've been drawn out by a lot of people along the way. I ain't got a book long enough to tell you all the people that have helped me in my life. But I thank God today. I'm not singing a sad story. I'm singing a good story. Here's my story. I survived. Tell your neighbor, you can survive. You see, Moses' mother was paid to take care of her own child. Where in that particular time, it was hard to survive financially. God said, I got that. And not only do I got that, but I'm going to give you your son back. You see, Abraham had to make the same decision. We'll get to Abraham next time. But you see, he survived. So can you. He made it when he could not do anything for himself. Now you understand that narrative. Watch this. He was a child. And if you live your, your life as a child in God's hands and let him write the narrative of your life, you will end up right where he wants you. You see, there was a, a man, you know, I like to people watch. <laughs> but, but there's a lot you can learn when watching the activity of people. As they go about their daily routine. On a visit to a shopping mall, a man was there and he saw a toddler holding his mother's hands. And then all of a sudden, they became disconnected from each other. He walked around the mall aimlessly among the people, played with different objects, touching stuff. A man that caught his attention. A long way from where his mother was. This is until he gained an uneasy feeling of being left alone in an environment which he was unaccustomed. Finally, his uneasiness turned into frantic crying. The man thought, that's a shame. 
child's parents allowed him to wander around unnoticed and unprotected in the mall. However, but soon he noticed his mother, who was not far away, was watching his every move. He couldn't see her, but she could see him. And when it appeared that he had had enough of his independence, y'all ain't trying to help. She came to his rescue. I suppose that's the way for many of us from time to time. We think we're ready for independence in the marketplace of life. Only to experience the unsettling feeling of being left alone in a mean, cruel world. Where strangers don't care about your well-being. But isn't it good to know that there's one who's watching over us. If you just hold on just a little bit longer. When it becomes too much to bear. You'll realize he will show up and rescue you. Tell your neighbor I survived. I survived the storm and the rain. I survived all kinds of things in life. But thanks be to God. That he rescued me. At the right time. Give God a hand clap of praise y'all. I survived. You survived. We survived. And I want to say this to somebody here today. I'm telling you. And I want to say to young people. Everything about you. Every, your friend, the friends. You, the friends you make. The people you hang around with. The stuff you listen to. All the. And, and, and to us. Seasoned people. I want to say old. Uh, we got to pay attention too. Because listen. Just because you're older. Doesn't mean the story is over. There's still more to do. For the glory of God. And I want to say to somebody here today. You got to understand that you can survive this. You know why you can survive this? Because God is the one whose hands is on your life. Sovereignly pushing you down that Nile. And we've all had Nile's experiences. Sometimes you may feel lonely. Sometimes you may feel like you're all alone in this journey. But you've got to remind yourself that you're not alone.